Welcome to the Sam Dorlin Project. Project no longer coming soon. I'm your host, Sam Dorland. Uh, it's been a long time um, since the last time you heard me on a podcast. Uh, and the Jagaloon who's going to join me today happens to have been there. Uh, no one saw this coming for the first episode that has been coming soon for months. But I'm joined by my former Two Jags co host, Sean Mink. What up? We've got a great show. We've got a great show lined up today. We're going to make some declarations. Um, we're going to talk about space because that's what's happening today. Uh, I'm going to talk about some takes I've turned on lately that you might have heard in the past or that I might have maybe declared once or twice. Um, we're just going to talk about how mustaches are officially back. And I don't know why Sean hasn't shaved his uh, face down to one yet because you're behind on the times. And then I'm going to take Sean into Sam's history story corner and we're going to talk about uh, a little historical story uh, courtesy of World War II. Well, uh, I'm going to start off by saying, for your information, I was rocking handlebars for a good like two to three week time frame uh, at the start of this in, in honor of Joe Exotic. In honor of Joe Exotic. Are you, yeah. a, are you a free Joe Exotic guy? Uh, no, I think he should still be there, but <laughs> I just thought it was—I just thought it was great that like it, I, it was a funny show, and I saw like a bunch of other people were doing it, and I haven't done a handlebar mustache since college, so I think it was—I uh, think it was about time. I think in these uncertain times, you should bring it back. <laughs> I think these times are starting to become a little bit more certain. We're taking off into space. Uh, people are not as much on lockdown. I think, especially in Ohio. Right. Oh, yeah. You guys We're are not on lockdown at all. Anymore. A couple of life updates for the fans. Uh, I live in Ohio now. <laughs> <laughs> live in Ohio now. I live in Ohio now. Yeah, we pretty much uh, times are actually um, becoming more certain every day, I would say. Um, so that is good. Sometimes I forget that we even have anything going on. But at the same time, I'm not leaving my apartment a whole lot. But I definitely ate at a restaurant last weekend. Damn. I was on a patio. And I was six feet away from other patrons, but I had some tacos. I, I couldn't. I couldn't have been doing more of the opposite. I was doing the most social distancing I possibly could with Moose. Just me and him in the wilderness up north all weekend. How many miles did you walk? Up north? Oh, I don't even know. Uh, a decent amount, but we weren't just walking around the whole time. Oh, you weren't just constantly walking? What's that movie? Wait, what's that movie? I feel like there's a movie about a guy who just walks. It's it's past me because it's a movie I wouldn't watch. It's like you're the forest. You and Moose are the forest Gump of going up north and walking. You just don't stop. <laughs> we're, we're literally just making circles and trails. Just we're going in circles until from six a.m. till six p.m. <laughs> that's nuts 12 <laughs> whole hours of just walking just getting walks off just getting that's, walks off got to i mean i've been getting my fair amount of walks off i uh i've been i put three miles on the old shoes today i saw i saw and then now that you're sharing your data with me i'm literally going to turn into a facebook or 
Twitter pretty soon. I'm going to be collecting all this data from you and all these other people sharing it to me. Wait, how many people do you share with? Okay, what Sean's talking like about four. is an Apple Watch data share thing. So I just yeah. I'm an Apple Watch boy now. Yeah, that, let's talk about that. What happened there? All this so, time, you give me shit for getting an Apple Watch, and then you start describing about how you want to get like a fitness tracker a long time ago. And I said, you got to get an Apple Watch. You said, I'm not getting no Apple Watch. <laughs> I'm no Apple Watch, bitch. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to... Um, Jump ahead in the in our uh, list of topics to my take turns, um, and I'm going to jump to my Apple Watch take that I have recently turned on. Um, as of last week and Saturday, I was very against Apple Watches. I was like, I'm never going to get an Apple Watch. I'm going to be an analog guy. I love analog watches. I'm going to just keep wearing analog watches. I'm never going to have an Apple Watch. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, though, folks. Uh, I bought an Apple Watch. <laughs> you even have the analog <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, you know I'm using the analog face. Um, I do have uh, one thing to say about it. I'm never going to wear it with a suit or um, in a formal setting. That's for analog watches. You won't catch me at a wedding or business meeting. You won't catch me doing business with an Apple Watch on, except for when I'm at home wearing shorts or in, like, a tee. Like, I'll, I'll wreck it then, but if I'm out like face-to-face doing some meetings, you're not going to catch me in an Apple Watch. That's the way that watches are like some, they're like, uh, they're like shoes. You got to have a watch for kind of every setting. But yeah, what I wanted to do was uh, track my fitness. And uh, I wanted to close those circles or whatever they call it. <laughs> close, uh, close them circles. And I also realized that in summer 2020, I'm uh, going no short or no, uh, no pockets in some of my legwear meaning AKA shorts when I'm out sauntering, I don't want to carry my phone around with me. And, uh, I put the Apple watch on my cell phone plan and it's tight. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you're just going to leave the phone at home. You get stabbed. What do you, <laughs> hell? <laughs> That's why I've got the watch. I can just hit the emergency. The cellular data. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 It, the AT&T was like 10 bucks a month. We'll, we'll cut you a deal. We'll put you on your plan. I was like, you know what? Three days ago, I was against Apple Watches, and now I've got one. So they sound—they sound like good salespeople. Uh, the guy was a great salesperson, actually. I highly recommend him. Uh, what was his name? His name was Bo. His Bo at AT and T um, on South High Street, Columbus. Bo. He's Shout a good out. man. Uh, he was a good man. He drove a car that you would appreciate—a uh, Honda Civic Si. Oh wow! Classic. New one or old one? New. Just okay. classic though. Um, so yeah, I've turned, uh, I've done a 180 on my Apple watch take, like you said, before I was poo-pooing them, I was like, no, these things suck. I don't ever want one. You suck. I mean, these are the worst. And now I'm like, I'm kind of an Apple watch guy. So nice. uh, I, I like it, you know, I, like I said, I'm not going to wear it in formal settings, but you can catch me wearing it around town. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's just a classic casual watch. I've been setting up like my Apple Pays on it, so I can just give them the old yep. risk click. Yep, that's all I do. I don't ever take my credit cards out anymore. Anytime I go to Meyer, you just give them a little risk flick. Be like, hey, I got this. I, I, put, I am in Northville. I have to fit in. <laughs> oh yeah, you have to. Um, I put my stonks on it too, so I've been monitoring my stonks, and it's pretty sweet. I can just like maybe spend a little, and I go look at my stonks. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing all right today. You know, you would have thought 15 years ago watching them James Bond movies, you're looking and he's looking at his watch doing things. You're like, mm, that's not possible. But guess what? Now you're doing it. You're pretty much doing it all. And um, 
That, it's kind of funny you say James Bond and wearing watches because that's part of how my take turned on Elon Musk. Um, okay. If you didn't know me, uh, if you had never heard my Tesla takes, uh, I still think Tesla's overvalued, personally. Wrote a paper about it back in 2013 when it was $110 a share saying it was it was cost too much. And, you know, I proved <laughs> Another my, shot to 1000 <laughs> Shows how much I know about stonks. Um, <laughs> uh, but I have been an anti-Tesla guy. I don't know why. I mean... I'm not like an anti-technology guy, but I just had never been a Tesla guy. And I was always like, I'm not an Elon Musk guy. And then I listened to this Joe Rogan podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, the newest one where Elon's there. It was the first time I've ever actually like listened to him talk versus just reading stuff that someone wrote about him. And I, I kind of swayed. I'm like, yeah, this Elon guy's not so bad. Hey, he's just a guy. He's just a, a really, really weird, smart guy. He's kind of a goof. That's yeah. my, That was my take. He's a little goofy. He thinks he like he'll, he'll like say something and he just like sits and like or he'll wait and he'll be like yeah that's cool like Rogan will have to be like oh come on Elon what do you have to say you know I think he's just like processing what he can and can't say <laughs> exactly yeah and he's just like what words I don't know anyway super interesting and then when he started talking about like putting chips in people's heads I was like don't sign me up but it sounds great if that would actually work for the fans. Yeah. Elon was saying he's going to take these little chips and he's going to put it, he's going to cut out a little hole in your head. They're going to put the chip on your brain and it's going to send electrons into your brain. And then it's going to be like, hey, I can't move my arm. Chip sends electron into your brain. Oh, wait, my arm can move again. Yeah, with like physical therapy, you'll like regain movement. Or he was talking about like people who have had bad strokes or regain like, you know, parts of your body and things like that. It was pretty crazy. And he's like, and he said them within like a decade too, which seems super short. Yeah, it does not seem like that far from now. And then they start talking about like, um, like putting a hole, like cutting off the whole top of your head and just putting a big guy on there. I'm out on that. <laughs> yeah, catch me. That's don't catch fun. me. Don't catch me with a metal head. But yeah. the only thing that's crazy about it is when he started talking to you, he's just like, yeah, like initially it's to help people with like certain ailments or like certain issues. But he's like, you know, as it gets, you know, more in use and machine learning, you should be able to like talk to people through this thing, like just without speaking. Yeah, it's bananas. It's like, yeah, you're I'm just like, gonna be insane. You're just gonna like, I'm gonna be like this, and then you should be like, oh, Sam just said Apple watches are kind of tight now, and he used to hate them. <laughs> There's a word for that. It's like, what is that? Telepathic Tele- something? Telepath? Tel- telepathy? Tilapia? Is it tilapia? tilapia? Yeah, it's a delicious fish. <laughs> I think it's tilapia. Um, anyway, regardless, he was talking about that. You're not going to catch me at Tesla. Like, I'm going to keep declaring that. Um, you're not going to catch you me pro, at... You're pro-electric cars, though. I'm obviously pro-electric cars, and I'm actually not anti-Tesla anymore. I still think they're overvalued, but I've decided that their cars are actually kind of tight. Oh, he just would never buy one just because you're gonna. You'd rather get an e-tron. I'd rather get literally any other electric car. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I they're, they're kind of tight, but I don't want them. They're kind of cool in the sense that they're pretty fast and uh, they're kind of futuristic and they're like a statement right now. But I would take literally any electric car over a Tesla. I would rather have a Porsche Taycan. I'd have an e-tron. I'd have the new Volkswagen ID Cross. Like I'd have. Well, those are all Volkswagen products. Um, the only one I might take over a, a Tesla over is maybe a Chevy <laughs> Bolt. 
I well, I don't think I catch me not in a Chevy Bolt. I was going to say, I would hope you would be like, eh, Tesla, Chevy, Bolt. Uh, Chevy, Bolt's pretty practical. I don't know. Eh. <laughs> if you had to think about it, it'd be kind of questionable. What do you think of that uh, Mustang? The um, What do they call that? The Mustang, the electric one. Mach-E. The Mach-E. Mach-E. Are you a Mach-E guy? I, from what the, the pictures and the videos I saw, I was like, I'm okay with it. I like it. But all Mustang people don't like it, and I'm not a Mustang person, so. I know we can't speak on That's our friend Ford's one. behalf, but what does he think? Oh, he does not like it. It was like, I remember when, uh, I, yeah, shout out to, to Gord, uh, a.k.a. Jordan. Um, a.k.a. Mean RV. Plug his yeah, RV. Mean RV, go to see Terrytown RV in Grand Rapids. Yep, go see uh, Jordan Locklear. Give him a call. Um, there's your free plug. <laughs> Well, oh yeah, when it initially came out with like the shadow pictures of it, like when they actually released the name of it and that it was going to be like Mustang branded, I sent him the picture and he about sent me eight or nine texts freaking oh. out. I was like, no, that's not no Mustang. <laughs> Going on and on and on. I was like, they just called it one. <laughs> Gord. The v- it's going to smoke his V6. Gord has a V6 Mustang. It's going to smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to smoke yeah, it. Yeah, definitely will. Well, any electric car would, besides the Chevy Bolt and the i3. Remember when I thought about getting an i3? I thought about getting an that i3. Would have been, that would have been a mistake. It wouldn't have been good. It would not have uh, handled my commuting needs. Or you not my commuting it. needs, but my weekend needs. You would have enjoyed it for a couple months and been done with it. Yeah. I think I would have been happy with an electric scooter if I would have bought one. Yeah, that too. Or it's like if you start becoming far more wealthy, you could just always get a small one of those to toot around town. <laughs> That's well, what you'd have to call it. You'd be tooting around town. I'd just be, to- I'd just be tooting. Um, well, now you can do like full day. You can buy a full day pass for like the Bird and um, Lime scooters and like those like little rental scooters. It's like twenty dollars for a whole day. And you wait, can wait, wait. Are you about to get on those after that whole time I tried to get you on one? You said you were gonna die. No, I've ridden them. What? I've ridden them. I've ridden them one time. I was with uh, our main man Love and his uh, girl or his wife Slaw. Uh, I wanted to walk, but they didn't. They wanted to ride, so I did that. Next time you're here, we're gonna ride them. Next time you, next time you make it to Ohio, they're great. I just love tooting around on those things. We will. We'll just pay for a day pass and we'll just toot wherever you want to go. It's pretty fair and honest. You said what was ten bucks? I think it's twenty. But if you're gonna spend the whole day tooting around, like yeah, might as well. You just have to make sure you keep finding new scooters because I don't think those things will last for a whole day. No, definitely not. The only thing is they're not very fast. Like I'm sure everyone listening to this has seen these things before. These uh, stand-up electric scooters, they park them on sidewalks. Um, you get on it and you like rent it with your phone and you like push it to start, which is kind of fun. You push to start and then you just go. Um, if you're coming downhill, it goes a little fast, but otherwise you're just a total liability out there on the streets. I think it does like ten or fifteen miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen twenty. Actually, well, yeah, that's fast enough. Though, if you're on downtown Columbus, all the cars are going slow, anyways. Right, but the problem you have is like there's a lot of streets that are brick, and those wheels yeah. are pretty small, and uh, you get thrown off pretty quickly. I haven't fallen yet. <laughs> well, only, that's it, good. If I'm on too many brick streets on one of those, it's only a matter of time. So you need to get some pads you just carry around with you at all times. Pads and a helmet. 
I'm just gonna bring like an overall suit and a helmet, a full face motorcycle helmet, and then like, get like those rollerblade gl- gloves that everybody had when they were kids, so you couldn't break your wrist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember those. Those are great. Um, your parents first get your rollerblades. They're like, oh, here you need all this padding. You need this neck guard too. You need the neck guard, the wrist guards, the shoulder. No, no, no shoulder pads. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure someone wore shoulder pads when they were ice skating or roller skating. Probably, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't put it past the whole entire world that somebody out there has done it. Yeah, somebody's absolutely done it. But, it, I mean, it might make sense if you're hitting an ollie off a half pipe and you, like, fall on your shoulder. It might stop you from breaking your shoulder. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. There's no way of knowing. I'm not a doctor. That's all but, i got to say. I'll tell you what, I do declare that I'll be riding those things this summer. And uh, that kind of leads me into a couple other things I just want to declare here in public records. And I think you have a couple things too, right, Sean? Yeah, you go through your declarations. I can declare what I need to declare after your declarations have been declared. Okay, well, I'm going to make my first declaration right now. Um, If I'm working from home, um, which I am, um, I'm going to wear shorts all summer. Don't, you're not going to catch me in pants until... September 25th. You starting to get your pants tailored? Why would I get my pants tailored? I, I've seen those golf pants. <laughs> oh, those things. Yeah. Okay. So Sean's referring to a pair of golf pants I have that I bought that look absolutely hilarious because they are the least flattering cut of golf pants there ever might have been. Yeah. They're like par- old school, like 70s parachute pants, but like way toned down. The bottom has no taper. Like the the opening of where your foot comes out, no taper at all. Unlike a modern pant. Yes. No, I I have better golf pants. I'm just making a no pants declaration. I'm just gonna wear shorts. It's a good declaration. Your legs but will be thankful. That's not legally binding. So if you see me wearing pants at some point between now and September 23rd, <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> Literally just writing up a contract. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not legally binded there. Um, declaration number two, uh, which I already alluded to a little bit now that I'm an Apple watch guy. Uh, I'm never, you're never going to see me wear this Apple watch, uh, in a situation where I'm wearing a collared shirt. Okay. Declaration number two. Okay. That makes sense. What if you're at a tennis club? That's an activity and you're usually wearing a, a collared shirt. For oh, that. I have to, I already have to rescind my 2020 summer declaration of not wearing Apple watches with collared shirts because <laughs> I just downloaded an app that like is like a golf GPS. Ah, I'm, gonna be playing golf, I'm playing golf this week. And I'm going to use it for the range. I'm going to hit the range finder with it. Doesn't it check your speed or something? I don't know. I've, I'm just, oh. looking, just looking to see some distances, some yardages. Well, there you go. You know, it's just going to be good. Um, another thing I'm declaring is that I'm keeping, I don't know if you can see it, mustache check. Yep, I can I'm, see it. I'm keeping this bad boy. Well, it's high def. Until 2021. Wow, 2021, you're just going to let her go? I'm letting it run. You see this? You see that mustache there? <laughs> That's the goal, Burt uh, Bert Reynolds, right? Yeah. That, but less Photoshopped is what it's going to look like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So catch me. I'm going to be wearing shorts. I'm going to have a mustache. And uh, if I'm wearing a suit or something, I'm not going to be wearing an Apple watch. I'm going to be wearing a real watch. Um, And maybe my fourth declaration, which I'm just saying right here, right now, um, I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to be good for myself. 
I'm gonna drink more water. I'm gonna drink at least eighty ounces a day. Fair. I don't know what you're. I I, I guess <laughs> eighty ounces is fair. I don't know what the recommended amount is. It's probably more than that, but I'm gonna drink eighty. Eighty is a good start. That's for sure. How much do you put back? Uh, a gallon or more. One plus gallons. That's 164 ounces. Is it 128? 128 ounces is a gallon. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna fact check it. Um, gallon in OZ. Let's see what it says. One fluid ounce is 0. 0.0078 gallons. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just really deconstruct it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. 128. You're right. You're right. You're not wrong. Boop, boop, boop. So maybe I'm maybe I'm gonna rescind my 80 ounces. I'm gonna go up to 129 ounces. There you go. Yeah. So I'll be so drinking. I'll drink one gallon and then just a little bit extra. Heck yeah. You could do a. I think the Apple Watch has a water tracker too. Really? I mean, I think your iPhone just does on like for the activity thing. Well, actually, or you can download an app. I use an app called My Fitness Pal, and I just track all the food and water I do throughout the day. Let's do a quick. Hold on, while we're talking about this fitness thing, go into your um, activities app and uh, tell me how many calories you uh, you've burned today. Today. Today, as of right oh. this second. Seven hundred. No, go to the, you see right below the red line. It says total, and then there's an amount of calories. Oh. What's your total? Calories. What's your total? Twenty three twenty five. Gotcha. Thirty one hundred. There's no way I burn that much calories. There's a chance. I mean, you're burning calories right now. I, I mean, I guess I don't like. How is it? Okay. <laughs> You're burning calories as we speak. And in fact, you could track it with your Apple Watch. <laughs> Just do everything. It knows everything about you. It says I have a great resting heart rate, which is good. What's yours uh, resting at? 52. 52? Yeah. yeah. It, goes between, it goes between like 52 and 58. Where the hell does it say that at? Okay, you have to go to the health app. Oh, okay, that's right. You're right. Oh, mine's a little higher than I thought. It's 60 right now. And the fans are waiting for Sean's response. Uh, I have no idea. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Do you even have a resting heart rate? Is your heart even beating right now? Oh, no, my resting heart rate is 70. <laughs> oh! You must uh, you must not rest very much. No, I don't. <laughs> Work on your breathing exercises. <sighs> yeah, just breathe in like that, and then just hold it, and then just give it a breathe out, <gasps> just like that. <laughs> and make sure you make the sound effect as you're doing it. <gasps> I have to. It's classic. <laughs> Ariel's gonna be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> She's probably sleeping. But see, but when you're practicing that, like later in in the week, you're just gonna be like, <gasps> "Oh, that's true." And yeah, she will question that. She's gonna think you're having like a heart attack or something, or maybe a stroke. That would be interesting, especially if you had them at the same time. 
tell you what my summer declarations are. Yeah, let me hear them. No drinking is okay. the first. I'm not Very drinking healthy. all summer. Very yeah, healthy. I've, I think that was like 2020. I had a couple drinks at the beginning of 2020, but nothing heavy. And since then, I haven't like really drank at all at all. So I've just been drinking these tasty-ass bubblies. Oh, bubbly. What flavor? I can't see it. I'm, all I'm seeing is the Krusty Krab. Oh, oh the lime. lime. I did uh, some lime. lemon. I did some lemon croix recently. They're pretty good. I heard the lemon bubblies are trash. I'm not even going to venture to those. But I'm also starting a new hobby. I bought a mountain bike, so I've been doing that lately. Oh. That's been um, interesting. Why didn't you uh, jump on the um, the trend and get a, Peli, a Peloton? Uh, almost did and convinced myself why waste a couple thousand dollars on that when I could spend half that on a bicycle and actually be outside. You're outside just winding your hair going places? Yeah, just being outside is way better than being inside on a bicycle looking at some buffoon telling me what to do via <laughs> TV screen <laughs> and then um, seeing all my other friends doing just as terribly as I am. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, it's cool, that's yeah. That's the best part but, of Peloton. I'm sure we'll get one because I, Ariel wants one, so. Oh, wow. So now you'll just have a bike and a Peloton. Yeah, I probably won't use the Peloton much unless it's, you know, classic rain. Well, that's fair. Um, do you think you're going to get a little baby a baby uh, trailer for Moose? Like, you know, have you ever seen those, like, the baby <laughs> trailers for the bikes? Yeah, I we used to have one. My parents used to shuttle me around in one when I was a kid, and I used to do it to my sister when she was young. You should get I don't one have for, one for Moose, though. Get one for Moose. Or get one of those, get one of those like tandem accessory things so Ariel can ride with you. No, I would be pedaling the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen those? Like you like strap them on to the back of your bike. I think they're for children, but I think that you can make it work with an adult too. And it like pivots and stuff. Those are sweet. I, I literally just saw one two days ago. There was a whole family, and there was the dad was on the tandem and his like youngest daughter was on the back pedaling. How many tandems do you think you could put together? Do you think you could put like a, you think you can make a train? I, I would assume so. I, I bet it exists. I bet if you search in Google a tandem bike train, it's the first thing that would pop up. Guarantee. It's bad radio, but I, so I'm not going to do it, but that sounds right. I might make, you know what? Right. I'm going to make a note that I'm going to Google tandem. Oh no. Where'd it go? Um, I lost my note. Um, I need to Google tandem, tandem bike train, and I'm going to post it on the Instagram uh, for the I've fans. I'm looking at it right now on Google, and there's like a couple couple of them where there's like four or five. And what, a five train tandem bike train? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, describe it to me. Is this something? Is are you going to make this part of your declaration? Tandem bikes, yeah. Tandem bike training. Oh, oh, oh! Here's someone that has a tandem bike. Okay, husband. Or I don't know what they are, but they're they're maybe um, they're two adults on a tandem. Then they have an attachment tandem that is a two person, and then behind that there's another trail. There's one of those little baby trailers. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Sean, just, that is an insane bike. <laughs> you know you, you know dad in the front's doing all the work there. Oh my you know goodness. 
Dad and Mom obviously are doing the work. Those kids are just freeloading. They're along for the ride. <laughs> Those kids are just freeloading in there. Um, these things are legit. I might have. A, I'm not ready to declare it, but you might see me uh, setting up a tandem tandem bike train. Tandem bike train <laughs> before the end of the decade. <laughs> oh my god, that would be that would be amazing. So you're not drinking and you're biking. Yep. Any, yep, other, de- yep. any other declarations to make for the fans that yep, are not yep. legally binding? Not legally binding, but it's going to happen. I'm getting out the woods more often. Oh, wow. You got to be a mountain man. Well, woods what, man, I guess. What's your definition of the woods? How, how many trees does there have to be before you call it the woods? <laughs> Enough. <laughs> I, I mean, I, there's got to be a number. Is it like 10 trees? Like if there's 10 trees in a small area, is that the woods? No, it's got to be an abundance of trees, like trees to the point where you don't want to count them. Many. Do- okay, so your count out is your call out for the woods is when you get tired of counting trees, then then you're in the woods. <laughs> then you're in the woods. If it's just a bundle of trees and a random patch of grass and there's 10 or 15 of them, that's not the woods. That's just a bundle of trees and a patch of grass (laughs) if that day you only feel like come to 15 if there's 16 trees in there that's the woods though yeah i guess you know what the woods is you know what whatever you want it to be it could be one tree could be two trees uh okay that's fair i like that definition what about the forest (laughs) the forest the forest is probably a little easier to define uh yeah it'd be a little bit more dense like we can't walk you can't walk more than 10 yards in any direction without running into a tree. Yeah. I think that's a fair definition. That's a fair definition. Like you just drop a pin anywhere in the forest. And if you can't walk more than 10 yards without running into a tree, then you're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to try to be in the, in the woods or forest more often. Yeah. Just mostly like outdoorsy stuff. What are you doing out there? Mostly bicycling and (laughs) doing stuff for, Preparing for hunting and fishing and doing all that stuff. Bicycling? So are you, does that mean you're going to be in the northern portion of Michigan more? Yeah, I'm going to try to. Uh, I'm going to get a little bicycle rack for me bicycle. Take ye up north. Hmm. Go oh, yeah. Bicycle trails and stuff like that, like mountain bike trails. Um, are you going to go on those really fast ones? If they're available. I went on one this weekend. There's one that's three miles from my house. Well, up in uh, Boyne Mountain, they do uh, chairlift, like bicycle, like downhill bicycling. Yeah. I was thinking about doing that since my property's not that far from there. Yeah, you could just hop and skip over there and do a little bicycling. You should ask him if you could take a tricycle down there. <laughs> I'm sure as long as it had wheels and looked semi-reasonable, they'd let you do it. Do you think they'd let you take one of those tandem trains down? probably not that's that's suicide how many dollars would it take for you to go down a very steep slope on a tandem train with uh, me um gourd you and moose and a baby carrier i'd rather base jump without a parachute (laughs) (laughs) probably be less injured at the end yeah i'd at least be dead (laughs) wait what is it what is your lineup if it's the three of us on a tandem train uh, tandem bike train who's who's driving who's middle guy who's just like the power and who's uh who's our our legs oh i don't know i think that'd be i think you and yord would have to be on the front and back i think you'd have to be in the back and you would have to be in the front so and then I middle, guess middle. yeah okay all right 
which, the imbalance of weight. Which athletes would you rather? So you're in the middle, and you have two like professional, famous athletes or actors in front of behind you. Who are your two tandem partners? Athletes. Or or um, actors or actresses or so people I'm about to die with anyone and you don't have to be going downhill. This could just be just like uh, pleasure biking, like whatever. Any uh, notable figure? Um, I think I'd have to go with. Hmm. Well, that's a great question. I don't know. Just anybody I want to go on a bicycle ride with, and well, but it's a tandem. Like you're not separate. You're, yeah, you're bicycling with them, but you're on the same bicycle. Okay, well, I'm going to pick these two people just based on I would like them to commentate just what's happening around them. Okay. So one would be Donald Trump. Okay, Donald J. <laughs> I, would just, I would just love to hear Donald Trump commentate his <laughs> view of life <laughs> as he sees it. <laughs> would you put him in the back or the front? Would he be steering or would he be your legs? Oh, he's up front. He's right up front <laughs> where that guy with the hair belongs. Okay, and all right. I think... Number two would have to be Seth Rogen, because I think he'd just be a classic guy. That would be a very interesting bicycle ride. <laughs> and they're just two totally opposite people, and I just I think it'd be kind of funny to hear them their their different views on life and them interact. <laughs> I bet they would be bickering in a in a comedic way. Like they're Probably, very opposites, yeah. like politically. So I bet it would be I bet it'd be interesting seeing those two in a room, like inter or on a bike interacting with you right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> or, I think, or i will say if i just if i'm going on a political basis i think tulsi gabbard would be funny to to interact with donnie trump because she's like politically totally opposite and calm yeah. tulsi yeah very calm tulsi and you got donnie up there just saying stuff. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a huge park it's huge the park is huge there's birds what about bernie and trump yeah, that would be funny, but I feel like they would just be at their at their throats the whole time. I feel like they're they're talking like they talk very similarly. Like you got yeah. all these huge things, and you know, like you're in Vermont, like Bernie knows everybody, and everybody hates Trump. There, it'd be a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, it really would. Um, I think I would choose McConaughey. Obviously, he'd be my wheelman. I'm uh, taking the third seat. I'm taking the back seat, and then um, my middleman is Gronk. I think I got McConaughey and Gronk, and I'm just going to just uh, vibe a, with them. And you know we're going 100 miles per hour on that bike. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if you and McConaughey aren't pedaling 100, Gronk definitely is. Gronk, Gronk's our power man, and then McConaughey is going to be just telling some great stories. And also, I could feel like he's a good pedaler, too. And then, you know me, I'm a, I'm a pedal boy, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the bikes. It's um, and I would probably give us an over-under of 45 minutes until we uh, absolutely fell and crashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over-under give uh, me, Donnie Trump, and Seth Rogen 13 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, I feel like Seth Rogen or Donald Trump would intentionally crash you. Yeah. Like, Donald would just throw the bike. He'd be like, ah, I'm done. So the Democrats, Bernie, Bernie took, took the wheels and dispersed it to other people. <laughs> <laughs> it would be something that would be wild tandem biking who would have thought who would have thought it'd be so big in 2020 i have no idea i would not have i haven't seen one in years and i saw one the other day 
I said, I'm making a new another declaration. This is a decade declaration. I'll be on a tandem bike by the end of the decade. Just go to uh, Mackinac Island. That's like a big thing up there. You're going to catch me on a tandem bike by 2020, by the end of 2021. I bet you could do it in Traverse City or just anywhere that it has the city. <laughs> I probably could. I probably, it would probably be very, very easy to go tandem biking. I just want to give myself some time with all these other things I'm working on. Drinking water, wearing shorts, growing this mustache. You know, I just want to give myself some time. You live. I want to be able to account. I want to be able to accomplish everything. I don't want to like be pigeonholed into just like trying to just do all this stuff and forgetting to just enjoy life once in a while, you know? Fair enough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of things that are happening, um, Space, they were supposed to launch a space shuttle today. Um, didn't happen because of some uh, rain storms. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Sean, uh, would you – so they're not going to pay you anything, and you're not really going anywhere. You might just go up in orbit, and you're guar- – well, you're not guaranteed to make it back in one piece. But it's you. And, it's and you're, like the same possibilities they have now, you're saying? Well, uh, let me explain this. Um, it's you and it's uh, Tom Brady, the two of you. TB12? You get very minimal training for this. Like, they're going to teach you how to use the controls of the shuttle, and then they're <laughs> going to stick it, and you're going. You need to go up, you orbit the Earth, and then you got to land that thing. But uh, I guess you can crash land it, too. <laughs> would you take that for, like, an experience? Would you do it, or would you pass? Oh, man. If I got to go through the whole training. No, not the whole training. Very light training. I know. Very light training. It's, it's making it difficult. I th- I think as long as they taught the controls, maybe I might think about it. But the w- the worst part is that is like the G forces you have to endure, like people pass out. <laughs> so you're, but you would take like an unpaid leave from work to do the full astronaut training, do a loop around the Earth and land that thing. Uh, I mean, I'd use all my PTO and then take unpaid. After that. Yeah, you're not getting paid for this. This is a charity <laughs> operation. Uh, charity operation, damn. Uh, I guess I have to have some decent savings saved up before I made that decision. But yeah, I think I'd, I if 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 I actually got to go through training, I would definitely go up into space with TB12. Okay, that, I mean that would be cool. Well, yeah, <laughs> you and TB12, you two just like taking space shuttle training and then just taking a quick launch up. And just yeah, doing... some idiot from Michigan and Tom Brady launch into space. <laughs> 2025. Do a, do a once around the park. 2025. Once around the park. Um, okay. Let me uh, let me change the change the stats a little bit. So launching in the original sense. Huh? Would you have done it in your original sense? Yeah, I would have. No, I actually I pro- I bet my chances of landing that shuttle would probably be less than five percent. Um, yeah, but I would just hope Tom Brady was there to, to help a brother out. <laughs> Tom Brady <laughs> handles the lies. If if Tom, if my chances were better than thirty percent of landing, I would do it. If those NASA guys are like Sam, your chances of landing are 0.4 percent, then I'm out. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm going to say no. I'd rather not yeah. take the chance. Yeah, Let I'm, me, a, I'm, I'm a risk guy. If the if the probability is very low, I'm not doing it. If the probability is high to medium, I definitely consider doing it. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna raise the stakes a little bit. Um, you've got the man himself, Elon, you've got Tom TV 12 still, and you've got you and you're pretty much just along for the ride. You might have a couple of auxiliary jobs. Like you click a button here, you press a launcher there and you're going up in space. I'm just TB- a passenger. TB 12 has got similar 
Elon's driving. That's what I'm getting at. Elon's driving, and you guys are doing this for charity. It's going to be a $5 million uh, charity um, donation to a charity of your choice. Um, and you have the opportunity. You ever see the movie The Martian? Uh, yeah, with Matt Damon. Yeah, you get to decide if Matt Damon is actually going to go be the Martian when Elon sends his first rocket there. You get to make the call if Damon's going or not. Um, I mean, I'd have to converse with Damon, but if not, like if all else is good, Damon's going to Mars. <laughs> Damon's going to Mars. Five million is going to charity, and you're going to Once Around the Park. You're taking. I'm the going to Once Around the Park. The park. <laughs> Matt Damon will be the Martian. Wow. Jason you're... Bourne on the on Mars. Wow, are you are you keeping movie rights to that? No, they can have it, but I just want to be the first to watch it. <laughs> Did you see that they're about to? They're working on um, filming the first ever movie shot in space, and Tom Cruise is going to star in it. That all the way you said me doesn't surprise me, especially the Tom Cruise part. <laughs> but what does kind of surprise me is that it's going to be filmed in space, which is kind of cool. I don't know what they're going to film up there, but like I feel like it might be kind of boring. I feel like space is really cool and interesting, but I feel like once you get there, it's not as exciting. Like I feel like it would probably wear off pretty fast. Yeah, it's just like with anything. I feel like I'm not taking the ticket to go with Damon to Mars, to Mars either. I feel like that'd be so boring. Like You're just living somewhere that's just going to kill you. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But well, Matt Damon is maybe not the climax in his personal eyes. So he's like, what can I do to be the best person ever? And that's go to Mars and be the Martian. He makes potatoes with his own feces. Yeah. Um, I had this thought earlier today. If if we go to space, we go to Mars with Elon. Um, how does time zones work in Mars? Like, how would they relate it back to Earth? That's a great question. I have no idea. And I think that it'd probably be its own thing. It'd be completely different. I feel like you could create the same scale. It would just be different because you're still orbiting. How big of a pain would it be to know someone on Mars and try to like set up a meeting, like do a business meeting and try to convert your time to Martian time? And, like get an actual meeting to work with somebody on Mars? I, th- I think it'd be I probably, I don't know how, how far is Mars. That seems pretty far, probably. I think Mars if you look at it on a picture. Away. Yeah, if you look at a picture, it looks close. I don't know how far Mars is, so I'd assume that connection is probably not great. Yeah. So, bad. Well, let, let's assume <laughs> the connection's great. Let's assume that we uh, can connect you. Like, we're going to have a Skype meeting with somebody on Mars. I think this is our biggest logistical challenge with going to Mars. How will you yeah, set up probably. business meetings? How will you know what's going on at Mars? Because you'll get you'll just be playing phone tag all the time. Yeah, that's true. I have no idea. That's a great question. There's, there's, trust me, there's going to be some sort of technology they develop that'll be able to do that, definitely, if, especially if Elon's talking about putting things in your brain that's going to help you <laughs> see and walk again. <laughs> that's pretty outrageous now, but 10 years from now, it might not be. Elon's metal skull head thing will help us talk to people on Mars. I guess that's the answer to the question that I just that, posed. Yeah, <laughs> Elon Musk will figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> good good thing you're going with him. Good thing you, yeah, you well, TV twelve are taking you up there. I tell you what, he 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 bears the burden of that because he's the one trying to go to Mars. So if he figures out how to get there, he's gotta be the one that figures out how to communicate back. <laughs> what kind of road trip snacks are you bringing for your trip to Mars? Oh man, I'm bringing tons and tons of bad stuff because that's gonna be a terrible ride probably. So it's gonna have to be offset by all the good little snacks that 
if you're allowed to bring them. I don't Actually, know. Actually, let me let me change this. Okay, since Mars is like a three-year journey, you're going to be spending a lot of time on the shuttle, and you're going to be more than just snacks. Here's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you one fast, casual restaurant that you can put on your space shuttle that will serve <laughs> you delicious delicacies all the way to Mars. What is it? Did I lose you? Oh, no. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Oh, we're good. We're good. You froze. Oh, I can see you now. So you're saying what fast casual restaurant would I put on my my <laughs> theoretical <laughs> huge-ass cruise-like spaceship? Yeah, you get a full menu, too. It's not like Chili's at the airport. Like, you get the full thing, the whole shebang. Oh, man. There's so many fast casual restaurants now, it's hard to choose. It's almost impossible. But what one are you choosing? I, I haven't been to a fast casual restaurant in forever, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe uh, let's just... Uh, Outback Steakhouse. Oh, Sean going Outback. That's actually probably a pretty good choice. Yeah. Um, you might die of a heart attack or clogged arteries by the time you get there, but you've got, got some healthy options. You've got some <laughs> variety at Outback. Like you've got a bunch of different things to order. It's not going to get fast, yeah. old very fast on you. Mm-mm. Tons of stuff. Huge menu. Huge menu, I think, is one of the keys to this, which is why I'm going with Chili's. Chili, I was going to say Chili's is a good one, too. And plus, the ranch at Chili's is nice. The ranch goes pretty hard. Um, I feel like, I feel like, are there any other even, are there even any other options for this? I don't know. Hooters? Like Applebee's. Hooters. <laughs> Hooters would be a classic one, yeah. <laughs> uh, another one. TGI Fridays? TGI Fridays. Applebee's wouldn't be bad. I was thinking of, like, a, a burger chain, almost like a Red Robin, but... I, as much as I love burgers, I think it'd get old pretty quick over three years if I'm just, you know, munching on burgers the whole time. I don't know what else Red Robin has because I've only got burgers. Ooh, I lied. I've got spaghetti there once as a child. So you not have spaghetti at Red Robin. I promise you I did. Oh, my gosh. No one's going to Red Robin ordering spaghetti. Me as like a probably 12-year-old kid was. Okay. Uh, what would you do if you get on the space shuttle and it's Skyline Chili? Oh man, that's, that's what you're, you're eating. Skyline chili for the next three years. Space shell is gonna smell something awful from all three of us eating it. <laughs> UTB <laughs> and Elon just rocking Skyline. Oh, yeah. oh. I, I don't. I would. I would love to see what the atmosphere would do as we land on Mars <laughs> and react to the Skyline chili atmosphere. <laughs> I'm a once a year Skyline guy. I might be a once every two years Skyline guy. I'm a once every never. I never go there. Have you ever had it? I've had it. I've been a while, a bajillion times. I told you about it when you moved down there. I was like, don't get it. <laughs> I don't think I good. believed you. I don't think I believed you. And then I got it. And I became a once every two years guy. It's Some people like it. Some people don't. It's a big thing in Cincinnati, especially. Oh, they love it there. They love it there. Um, okay, that's fair. Okay, so you're uh, you're packing your shuttle up with a, an Outback. That's a pretty good choice. I'll commend you for that. And uh, you and Elon and Tom and Damon are all going to have a good flight. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to drop Damon off at Mars, and we're just going to loop around Earth and land her back home. Worst case scenario is you're running out of blooming onion. Yeah, worst case. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty bad. You get halfway to Mars, the waitress comes out. Sorry, guys, we're out of bloomings. And we're not getting any more the whole rest of the trip. (laughs) She's going right out that bay door. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh! Imagine too if you had to drop Damon off, but then you had to wait for him to make some feces potatoes so you could have some uh, potato wedges to go home with. <laughs> Little snacks for the ride home. Just some Damon potatoes like he made in The Martian. Oh, that would be bizarre. That would be bizarre. Well, speaking of uh, chain restaurants, I've been, I I don't know if I had this on the list that I sent you, but um, I want to talk about kind of, I want to power rank some coffee chains. National only. um, I'm talking places that, it's okay, it's like McDonald's I'm going to include in this. I'm going to give you my list based on my experience, and what I'm basing it on is unsweetened black iced or hot coffee. Okay, just straight up beans and water. Beans and water. Beans and water, either hot or cold. Either one's fine. So my rankings. McDonald's. Absolute bottom barrel. Hortons. No. McDonald's. Starbucks. Hortons. Dunkin'. Dunkin's number one for you? Dunkin's my number one. Okay, so I should probably explain that a little bit more. Dunkin' number one, their beans are always the best. You never have burnt beans at Dunkin'. No matter if you're getting hot, you're getting cold. If you go to the East Coast, they give it to you in styrofoam cups. Uh, Dunkin' just goes hard. And if you want donuts, they've got them. If you want breakfast sammies, they're delicious there. Dunkin' is just the all-around. I know this power ranking is only based on the coffee, but Dunkin' is the best. Horton's number two, same similar reason. The beans are never burnt. They're always good beans. And uh, I'm, I always enjoy Hortons, uh, although they're not quite as uh, nice as most of the Dunkins. Um, Starbucks, I'm a noted detractor of um, because their beans are always burnt, and that's just what they do there. And they almost always get my order wrong. They, almost, they by default, put sweetener in their iced coffees, uh, which is garbage, and it totally ruins the whole beverage, so that's trash. And McDonald's. The only time I'm getting coffee at McDonald's is when there's literally no other options. That is my <laughs> that is my um, my apocalypse coffee. If the only place left in the whole world is a McDonald's, I'll get one of their iced coffees. But you got to make sure it doesn't come out looking like almond milk because a lot of times it does. Honestly, if I had to to, to say from the same amount of companies, I'd choose probably the same order. <laughs> oh wow, you're not Dunkin's even mixing my favorite. up a little Always bit. has been. No, Dunkin's always been my favorite. That's I used to get Dunkin' breakfast and like coffee every single morning when I was like working at the car wash. It's the best. It's the best. You just don't. You can't be a Dunkin' coffee. I had a Dunkin' coffee the other day, and I hadn't had one in months, like since I stopped traveling, and it was just like heaven in a in beans. It was heaven in beans. In, heaven in beans. She's old Pete. And I drink it a lot when I'm working. Like when I'm on the road, I'm always getting Dunkin'. Um, unless there's no Dunkin', then you catch me at Tim Hortons. Unless there's no Tim Hortons and I'm hitting Starbucks. And if I'm not hitting Starbucks, then I'm bottle- scraping the barrel at McDonald's. McDonald's is always the bottom barrel. It's garbage. Garbage coffee. People will people stand their coffee. They love McDonald's coffee. It just doesn't do it for me. It's either if you get hot, it's way too hot. If you get iced, it's way too sugary. Yeah, hell yeah. However, my one caveat, my asterisk around McDonald's is if they do get the order right and you get an unsweetened iced coffee, it's not the worst thing I've ever drank. It's better than Starbucks. But the odds of you getting what you order is so small that there's just I'm just out on it. 
I don't know about that, Sans. I'm gonna have to take a back seat there. It seems like you're shooting shooting McDonald's employees. I'm gonna say no. I have no idea. I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I am happy about McDonald's employees. I love McDonald's employees, but for some reason, the way they make their iced coffee, it's very hard to actually get what you order. It's the same yes, with I've like McDonald's employees. Food delivery services. I have this rule that you get the right order 30% of the time. One well, thirty-three percent of the time. One in three, one in every three times, you're going to get exactly what you ordered. I've always had good experiences with my food delivery, with the exceptions. Uh, the only bad experiences I've ever had with like food delivery is them not delivering it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that happening a couple times. Yeah. It happened more than once to you. Yeah, it's happened to me like three times. I mean, I bet if you average it out and you like, like I'm talking like dips and sauces and like the exact things that you ordered. I bet you're going to be around 30% perfect accuracy. Like you're going to oh, get the exact yeah. thing you ordered only 30% of the time. Yeah, as long as I get the food right and if they forget a ranch, I'm not that mad about it. What if they forget all the ranch? Like what if you're just yearning for some dip and like what if you're getting um what if you're getting Buffalo Wild Wings delivered and uh, you get a you get your great mix of wings but maybe the order's wrong, maybe you got one maybe you got one sauce instead of two. But then they give you no ranch or blue cheese. You get no sauce. I'm fine. Really? That's not yeah. bumming you out at all? No. It bummed me out a little bit, but I'm like, nah, whatever. I'm just still going to eat the wings. Are you a Jets Ranch guy? Uh, I like Jets Ranch, but after hearing how it was made from a Jets and former Jets employee, uh, maybe not so much anymore, but it's still very good. We're not going to slander Jets on this podcast, but... Um, what I will say is that what if you're just yearning for some Dretch Ranch and you pay for that $4 squeeze bottle and you get your pie delivered and they don't have the squeeze, the squeeze bottle's not there. Well, at that point, I'm driving back to Jets. You're driving to Jets. Okay, yeah. that's where you draw the line is a Jets squeeze bottle. If it's just, if it's, if I'm just expecting a cup, I'm not mad. But if I'm spending like over 99 cents on okay. a, on a sauce, I think it's fair to be a little upset. So it's all monetary for you. If it's more than a dollar of what they, if the mistake is more than a buck, that's when you're rabble, you're rousing rabble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I guess that's a pretty fair way to take it. It's because I, most sauces are like 95 cents or like yeah. somewhere in that range and until I, you get the bottle size. I guess I'll agree that even though my orders are only right 30% of the time, I only complain maybe one in 10 times. Because it's normally oh, not that big of a deal. Man, if my order's ever like completely wrong or really messed up or forever really was, I would complain immediately to like one of those companies because A, they'll give you free delivery probably the next time or some sort of credit. One time I ordered a Jets eight eight corner and it came as a circle. And I complained and I got my money back and got it all for free. There you go. There you go. So that's when I complain. Like if I'm looking for an eight corner and like imagine my disappointment in my face when I got home or when I opened the box and I'm like, oh, I'm getting an eight corner and then it's a circle. Yeah, that that I'd be pretty bummed about, especially. Or no, it wasn't eight corner. It was one. It was like a small one because they used the same little box. Yeah. Yeah, it was garbage. I was so disappointed. It ruined my whole night. Might have even ruined my whole weekend that weekend. Hashtag first world problems, right? <laughs> Hashtag first world problems. Check my, I got to check my privilege there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm glad we're in agreement on the coffee chain power rankings. Um, I just wanted to just make a quick note. Mustaches are back. 
We already made the declaration. Are back. Already made the declaration. Everybody's doing them. 2020 mustaches are where it's at. Um, catch me in 2021 doing a mustache too. I might. I'm not gonna declare it yet, but I'm not ruling it out either. It's about time. I'm not debuting it on the social medias yet until you can actually see it. Well, you can see it, but it's just so blonde. Like, it's there. Yeah, but you got to be up close. I got to be like this. What I'm doing, folks, is I'm putting my face against the camera so it's, like, inches away. Isn't it recording the video, too? Can't you put the video up, put it on YouTube? I might make a clip of that. That might work. That could be fun. Why don't you just do what Joe Rogan does and just put your videos up just like him? Just put the whole thing together? Maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe I will. Um, which is a good idea. And it brings me into the creme de la creme of this whole podcast. The thing that the fans have been clamoring for, they've been begging for it ever since they heard that Sam Dorlan Project was coming out. It's Sam's History Story Corner time, Sean. And how this is going to work is I'm just going to like start telling you this story about this thing in history. And you just, I just want you to react. We're just going to, yeah, we're, we'll chat about it a little bit. Um, but Sam, <gasps> yeah, I, I mean, just react. It's going to be good. I don't know if you've ever heard this story before, but maybe you have, maybe you haven't. All I guarantee is that I pronounce almost every name wrong. Um, <laughs> That's I, true. I don't mean to do this, but I, I'm going to be doing it. Um, so let me give you a little background. Uh, the day is May 5th, 1945. Uh, so tail end of World War II. Um, there's this castle. It's called... Castle, I'm calling it Castle Itter. It's, that's not how you, it's I-T-T-E-R. It, it, I don't know how to say it, but it's a sweet castle. Okay, so we're calling it the Nazi castle from here on in. Because um, the Nazis are using it as a prison. Okay, so tail end of the war, Nazis have this prison in Austria. And um, there's a lot of uh, famous people there. It's like a VIP prison. So a couple of the people that are housed here, we've got, um, let's see, where are my prisoners? We've got a uh, prime minister. We've got a tennis player, a pro tennis player. Uh, we've got a guy named Paul Renaud. Uh, we've got uh, uh, commanders and chiefs, apparently some French guys, um, some French resistance guys, and just some general prisoners. But uh, the key guys, tennis player Jean Bourteau, and uh, Prime Minister Edouard Dolo. And I don't know if I said those names even close to being right, but that's who you guys are. We got Ed, we got Jean, we got Paul, we got Max, we got Maurice. Okay, that that's our cast of characters of our prison. Okay, and this is the Nazis, remember. The Nazis are running this. Well, the Nazi SS are running this. Because at this point, the this point in the war, May 5th, 1945, the general German army is pretty much given up at this point. Um but the SS were still fighting, and they still have this castle, and uh, here we go. Well, guess what's about to happen? Uh, something's going to happen, that's for sure. Let me just tell you this guy's name who's, uh, who's leading the 12th Armored Division of the 23rd Chank Battalion. Uh, John C. Jack Lee Jr. What a name. Captain John is what we're calling him. Actually, Captain, Captain Jack. Jack. Captain Jack is because it looks like that is Jack's his nickname, even though John's his name. But he goes by Captain Jack. Jack. Captain, that's a pretty good name for a tank commander. Um, I'd say okay. so. And then we got some German guys. Um, they teamed up, and uh, they're led by this guy named Joseph Gangel, Major Joseph Gangel. Um, but we're calling him Joe Gangel. And uh, 
And those are that's how this we kind of have our cast play. And then they're opposing uh, the opposing guy is Kurt uh, Kurt Schrader. So Kurt's our bad guy. Captain Jack and uh, Joe Gang are our good guys. And uh, then we got a whole Nazi castle full of prisoners. What's happening in this castle or happening to the castle? Okay, so um, what's going to happen in this castle is... Okay, let me paint the picture of this castle a little bit for you, too. Austria, Western Austria. Um, beautiful. Um, Austria, I've heard, is wonderful. Um, so I wouldn't mind taking a visit there sometime. But what we've got is we've got these prisoners here, and... Um, they reach out and they figure out, or the um, somebody figures out. Somebody, uh, some one of the allies, maybe it's Captain Jack, figures out that there's a prison full of these VIP soldiers. And I'm about to just paraphrase a lot of this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a check and cook, Andreas Krobo, and uh, what's going to happen is this guy is going to bicycle somewhere and um he finds out that um what is he finding out he's <laughs> i should have read the story before i started this okay i'm gonna Did you just I'm, click on some history topic no i'm gonna really paraphrase this okay so don't uh keep the history okay so we might be going a little off the books here not all of this stuff might have happened but i'm gonna give you the uh, spark notes the questionable spark notes of what happened here so we've got Captain Jack, we've got Joe Gorgel, we've got Kurt, the bad guy, and we've got this prison full of people, including our tennis man, Gene, and um, a couple other really uh, important French guys. So somehow the Americans find out that there's this castle full of these prisoners. And uh, they are just like hanging out and they're like, oh, we got to go help this castle. Um, but then something happens in the castle where, like, everybody's uh, – the prisoners are, like, trying to get out. Like, maybe there's, like, an uprising. I don't know. I'd have to read the whole story to find out. Um, but something <laughs> happens where the prisoners decide that they need help. Okay. Um, so somehow these American guys and these German guys make it. Joe – Captain Jack and Joe Gorgel make it to the – make it to this castle. And they um, make it into the castle. They actually get into the castle okay. But then there's this whole group of SS guys, like the bad Nazi guys. And um, they're going to attack the castle because they are not happy that their castle, which I'm sure you'd be pretty upset about this too, your castle just got taken over. And all your pri- your important prisoners just got, like, they're getting released. Okay. <laughs> so they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. There's not that many people that they brought to this castle, though, because it wasn't that important. It was kind of late in the war. There weren't that many guards. There's not that many people that they brought in. Um, So it's not going great, and there's a lot more Nazis than there are uh, good guys, okay? And uh, the tennis guy, Gene, he goes, you know what? I'm a tennis guy. I can run pretty fast. Why don't you send me over the castle? I'm running. I'm going to get some reinforcements. Uh, And that's exactly what he did. In the middle of this battle... um, Gene, the tennis guy, um, get I don't know if he jumps over the wall. I'm sure he didn't jump over the wall of a castle. Um, <laughs> Must have but, scaled it somehow. Actually, he did vault the castle wall. He vaults the castle. Okay, so the, it's not good. Um, the defenders need help. There's a relief force being dispatched. 
but it's they don't know where the enemies are. They need help. So this tennis guy, Gene, he's like, I'm going to jump over the castle wall. I'm going to vault the castle wall. I'm going to run through the Nazis, and I'm going to deliver this message on where they're at. And you know he does it. He gets a they put they give him a uniform. They give him a nice uniform. Uh, he like kind of joins the army real quick, uh, and he jumps over the wall and uh, he gets to the relief guys. Um, they come in and they just smash the Nazis. They take the castle and uh, they take a hundred prisoners and everybody else gets evacuated. They go to Paris and um, Gangle. Oh, oh well, this is sad. Gangle died. Um, Jack survived, but he got a he got a distinguished service cross. Um, I'm pretty sure our man Gene made it, and it was the only time in the whole course of World War II that Germans and Americans fought on the same side. Really? Only time. Did not know that. So that was a terrible uh, recollection of that story, but you, you pretty much know what happens, right? Like, you, these guys are in this castle, there's a tennis guy, they jump over, he jumps over the wall. <laughs> He jumps over the wall and they're having a hard time killing the Nazis, and then he brings the good guys back, and then they just take him out. It um, sounds like what that sounds like a movie that James Cameron would pitch executives of like studios. <laughs> we're gonna blow this place up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the biggest explosion you've ever seen on camera. Wait, who's the guy who made Transformers? It's not James Cameron who made Transformers. Uh, Michael Bay. This is a Michael Bay movie. Michael Bay movie, yeah. Actually, no, this is a Spielberg movie. This is Saving Private Ryan. This is Saving Private Ryan-esque. It's more like Saving Tennis Star Jean. Yeah, that would be interesting. Spielberg should do it. be a good movie. Maybe there will be a movie. I don't know. Maybe, um, let's see if there's a C also in this Wikipedia page. There's not. There's not. But pretty interesting, you know? Look it up. The Battle for Castle I-T-T-E-R on Wikipedia. I don't know how accurate that was. I don't know how accurate the story I just told you was. Um, yeah, but it's a story nonetheless. Fact check them. Yeah, you know, fact check me, but don't tell me what I got wrong because it's okay. I know that there's some things wrong in there. Um, but as time goes on, these history corners will get better. I know we're an hour and five minutes into this podcast already, which is nuts. Um, so really? we got through a lot of stuff today, though, Sean. The two Jags we were back together for the first episode of the Sam Dorland Project. It's not very often where you have solo artists come together for their very first uh, <laughs> piece of media that they release post the end of their previous project, but that's what happened. It's just what happens. I'm just uh, happy to be a part of it, and I'm happy to take Curb Spice. Yeah, Curb, uh, for the fans, Curb got bumped, episode two, uh, if he feels like doing it when the time comes. <laughs> if he feels, I'm not going to force him. I'm not going to force him, uh, and he might just say, I don't feel like it. And you know what? If he does that, then he does that, and then maybe we'll just have to find out. Maybe Sean will come back for episode two. Anything you want to... Anything you want to plug before we go, Sean? Uh, nope, I've got nothing. I think we've gone through everything we need to. Uh, maybe get Elon Musk for pod two after he's been gone through the space launch. I'll send Elon Musk the uh, the pod, and we'll just be like, hey, Elon, I gassed you up in this. You want to join? Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. You never know. Might as well just shoot him a note. <laughs> you never know. All right, Sean, thanks for joining me. Have a great one. Tell Moose Peace. I say hello. Give him some Sunday pets for me. I'll give, I'll give you give him some Sunday pets for sure. See you, brother. See you. And that interview's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the first ever episode of the Sam Dorland Project, and thanks for your patience as we got us figured out.